In the interest of community service, Power 88 presents live talk shows to inform, enlighten, and to stimulate thought and dialogue. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of KCEP or the EOB. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Or call in and participate at 647-3688. Funding for community partners for better health. On KCEP Power 88 is underwritten by the Southern Nevada Health District. And here is your host. Good morning and welcome to A Healthier Tomorrow. I'm your host, Will Rucker, and I am so excited to talk about Men's Health Month on the heels of the Golden Knights bringing that trophy home. Can we get excited about the Golden Knights? This is A Healthier Tomorrow, and this month we've got some incredible guests here in studio with us. As always, the Healthier Tomorrow program is brought to you by the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the Southern Nevada Health District. To commemorate Men's Health Month in June, the Barbershop Health Outreach Project is hosting a Shop Talk event to discuss the dimensions of men's health and wellness. The event will be held on June 29th at Five Star Barbershop. To learn more about the event or how to lower your risk of heart disease and stroke, visit www.gethealthyclarkcounty.org. All right, so since we've got a packed studio, I want to get right into it. Good morning, Elisa. Good morning, Will. You're doing all right. I am. Okay. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. All right. So I want you to introduce our first guest joining us from the men's room. I'll call it the iconic men's room. We've got none other than Sylvester and Sean with us who facilitate, who organize, who moderate, who inspire, and all those good things. So would you tell us a little bit about our guest? Well, Mr. Sean Tory, I met him while working out in the community. He is really big in the community, doing some community work with his fraternity, but also just with the city of Las Vegas. And what else are you doing, Sean? Because I've seen you everywhere. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's funny because no one really knows what I do. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, you, what, what do you do? So um, I am a senior management analyst for the city of Las Vegas. So I oversee my brother's keeper. So um, my brother's, the city of Las Vegas, my brother's keeper alliance, which is three, uh, consists of three task force, law enforcement, educational equity, and community engagement. So that's one thing that I do. Then you have the men's room, and then I have a nonprofit called King of Jews, where I mentor young black and brown young men. But of course, uh, I, I, and I mentor all, it doesn't matter. But that's the main focus is black and brown young men. Well, thank you, and yeah. we're glad to have you. Thank you, thank you, thank and you. And Sylvester is always right along with you. Yep. <laughs> Sylvester, can you introduce yourself and tell the people what you do? Uh, absolutely. So as Sean mentioned, uh, my name is Sylvester with Funwa. I'm actually one of the uh, chapter president for Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated here in the city. Uh, but from a personal professional standpoint, I work in the space of analytics and artificial intelligence as a consultant. So when you think about what has been happening as of late, uh, as it relates to artificial intelligence and generative AI, I'm definitely that guy that's been uh, kind of top of the space with that. Well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> but I see you all um, doing great work in the community, especially for our youth. You have, you've invited me to um, teach HIV for your fraternity, um, for your, uh, what was it called? Uh, overnight, it was an overnight We had event. an overnight lock-in for students from about 9 p.m. the previous night to about 9 a.m. the next morning. Had a lot of activities, 
left and right. Pretty yeah, good. they had me out at midnight, y'all. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. But the kids were very interested in learning about HIV. Most people would, you know, cringe and think that yes. they wouldn't want to be interested, but they but they really were asking a lot of questions. Actually, we had to stop them from asking questions, right? That we did. So it was a great event, and I'm glad that you all do that for the youth. Now we want to bring Miss Pam White into the conversation as well while she's sitting here, right? Um, please introduce, introduce yourself, Miss Pam. Hi, my name is Pamela White, and I am the CEO and founder of Bridging the Gap Adult Sickle Cell Foundation. And the reason for that is that, you know, it was a lot of interest with the children, and it was being looked at as though sickle cell is a childhood disease, but it is not. It is a lifelong disease. And I have two, two children of my own that are adults. I have a 44-year-old and a 24-year-old that, that have sickle cell. So that is what brought me into this community. Well, that's amazing, and we appreciate the work that you do. Awesome. So, Sylvester, Sean, I want to get into this men's room. This is Men's Health Month, so it's all about encouraging men to take care of their bodies by eating right, exercising, and working to prevent disease. And one of the things with men is we don't always talk about what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. So what is the men's room, and why was it important for you all to start that? So one of the things that you mentioned, you kind of started off with, is that we don't have the opportunity to have some conversations, right? Yes. And as men, when you have a close-knit individuals, you may have those discussions, but usually you're with your best friend. But what we did with the men's room is specifically what it sounds like. It's a room with men, primarily targeted black men, to have a safe space to have multiple different conversations. Mm -hmm. And these conversations can span across where they're talking about health, where they're talking about mental health, relationships, politics, and quite frankly, trauma. Really, what it is, and it's what, it, and think about it, when you know, when we talk about the idea of whatever stays in room, happens. What happens in room stays in room. Yeah. That's exactly what the men's room is basically about. Uh, and of course, when we talk about those gamut of conversations, we all know discussions helps with mental health, yeah. and that ability to share without a you know kind of concern for judgment makes it very easy for us to kind of create that safe space to have any dialogue, and it stays there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to get two images, but I'll give an example of one individual, if you don't mind. There's one individual that walked into that room and basically said, hey, brother, I want to let you know right now, my, my wife and I, we just had a discussion about a divorce. Mm -hmm. Right off the top. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when you think about that environment in a group of strangers, that is the kind of environment we're trying to create. So when he walks out of that room, he's, he's put it all on the table and now goes back home with at least some level of guidance. Well, because stress is certainly a major factor in all chronic disease, mm -hmm. high blood pressure, you know, uh, heart disease. I mean, you name it, stress impacts it. Obesity, it in impacts every single bit of it. So having those conversations is amazing. And what you all do is special. I've seen it in action. So <laughs> I want to go to Sean. Why, why was it important for you to start this? Well, it wasn't. And let's let's be clear. If it was not for Petrina McKinney. If it was not for Petrina McKinney, if it was not for Petrina McKinney, <laughs> the men's room would not be in existence. Uh, it was her who brought myself, Sylvester, Quentin, and I think it was like two other folks that she invited to come to a Zoom meeting. And mind you, she we've, we've all worked with each other for years. Uh, myself, Petrina, Sylvester, we used to advise for this youth group under our fraternity called Alpha Men Divas Tomorrow. So we we were we've been mentoring, we've been doing work for with each other for years. So it's not uncommon for Petrina to hit us up to do something. Like she's always creative, right? And when she came to us, she was like, "Listen, I want y'all don't have a safe space to where y'all can really just be vulnerable and no one cuts y'all off and no one inserts themselves and." 
for y'all just to be truly vulnerable. So I want to create it. I want y'all to do, I want to create a safe space, but I'm not a man. So I wanted to get the man that I trust to do it. So she got us and we was talking. I was, I was like, well, if you're trying to do this, we can't do because we can't just do this regular, regular, like, because it's not going to capture folks attention. So we was like, well, what were we going to do? I was like, oh, I got this first thing because I'm in the Ph.D. program, by the way. So at this point, I'm figuring out my niche to what I'm looking to do with building my curriculum. So I was like, hey, listen, I do a lot of circles and restorative justice work. And I was like, let's do circles. And there was like, <laughs> Patrina seeing it, <laughs> Sylvester and Quentin was like, what's that? What are, what are you trying to do? I'm like, trust me, it's going to work. And I'm like, oh, and I explained it to him. I don't know it's going to work. I was like, trust me, it's going to work. And that first night set the tone. And we had no clue. And literally, this was only supposed to be three, three nights. It was only supposed to be three nights. Uh, and it's what, 2021? We had no clue it was going to blow the way it has. And now we're two years in. And it's like, oh man, like, but I all started because of Petrina. So I'm not going to let you just slide by. <laughs> I'm in my, my PhD program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk about what are you studying? So I'm in the curriculum and instruction program. Okay. So my concentrations in cultural studies, international education, multicultural education. This is the CME program at UNLV. I'm actually, I just passed comps. So I'm in my last year. So I'm about to, in the fall, I start my last year. So I turned in a dissertation proposal and. I graduate next year. All right. So we're okay. going to have Dr. Sean. Yeah, Dr. Sean. All right, next Dr. Year. Sean. So, yeah. you, you know, that's important to bring up because one of the social determinants of health is education. Yes, yes. And yes. so the more information we have, the more educated we are, the healthier that we can be. And so, let me pause right there, Will. Social determinants of health for everybody out there that is not in public health um, are the barriers to one's health. They are the things that stop you from being healthy. They can be mm-hmm. transportation because you can't mm-hmm. get to the grocery store. They could be food deserts because there is no grocery store. And every other thing that you can think of, education can be a, a social determinant of health. So I just wanted to stop right there and yeah. educate. Yes, there we sure. go. Educate <laughs> and empower. So, I, Pam, I, I, I got you sitting there and I know you, you're excited to share and I want to hear from you about why this, why sickle cell in particular is important for men to know about. Well, you know, sickle cell affects us all. You know, when you're born, your red blood cells that are coming through your bone marrow, is some come out regular uh, red blood cells and some are sickled. And men are born, boys are born with this as well. I have a son. He's 24 years old and he has um, sickle cell disease. He actually has SC. There's different forms of sickle cell. There's SSSC, beta thalassemia. There's a lot to it. But the thing is with men, we have a support group for men as well, where men can come together with other men that have sickle cell and talk about those things that are, are important to them. How are you going to raise your family? How are you going to be a husband if you're in the hospital a lot? How are you going to keep a job? Uh, there's cer- certain things that men deal with, which is par- uh, priapism. Uh, that thing, that's a um, thing that they have that will cause pain in an area that men don't want pain. So that's something that uh, men discuss a lot by themselves, and we do have that group. So the name itself is kind of explanatory of the disease, but could you share exactly what sickle cell is? Sickle cell is a rare disease. There's 10,000 rare diseases, but sickle cell is the most common rare, rare disease it is. And it does affect brown, black and brown people, Asians, and, and so forth. So sickle cell affects your rare disease, uh, your red blood cells. The red blood cells contain a hemoglobin 
a protein that carries oxygen, carries oxygen all through your body. Think about a car when you put the oil in the car and how that, and the engine and how it affects your, your vehicle at that time. So here it is. You have your red blood cells. They're round. Most of them are round and small and they can go through your veins. But with sickle cell patients, it has a problem. Sometimes they, another thing I'm going to say this is that your blood, red blood cells, they're lasting nine to 120 days. Uh, sickle cells only last 10 to 20 days. Oh, so hard. now there you have less red blood cells going through, mm. but the most importantly is that oxygen is that is going through your body. And so now you have less oxygen going through your body. And sometimes once it releases that oxygen, it becomes sickle. It's shaped like a banana or mm. crescent moon. And so now it's in there with your round cells and your sickle cells. And it's like trying to get through a regular door. That's like all of us trying to fit through this door. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work. Mm. Nothing is moving. So now you're in pain. And it's an excruciating pain. And then when it stops, depending on where it stops, it could be in your hips, it could be in your shoulders. So now you have bones dying. I have a lot of sickle cell patients who have to have hip replacement, who have to have a shoulder replacement, because now that no oxygen have gotten to that area and the bone has died. When it also, when that happens, it can affect every major um, organ in your body, starting from your brain, your heart, your chest, your lungs, your bladder, uh, all of it. It can uh, your kidney. It can affect every major organ in your body. Wow! Thank you for giving us those other visuals. We don't see sickles too much nowadays. I think mm-hmm. of the Grim Reaper. That's mm-hmm. my visual for what you know carrying a sickle. Right. But, but nowadays we don't really That's talk right. about it. So thank you for those those other uh, visuals. Thank you. Yes, Miss Pam. Thank you. And you have an event that you do. I think twice a year. Yes, and those events are, gr- are growing. Good. And the reason why is because, like you said, that education. And we need to know, let the community know what we're doing out here. We do have an event every April called A Day in the Park. And that's when everyone comes out. We want the community to come out, the sickle cell community out as well. And it's just a fun day. It's a day that we're hoping no one gets sick and has to go to the hospital. But we have games. We bring the family out. And we just do a lot in, in, on that day. We also have our Christmas event every year and uh, last year we had it at Reasons it was great and we are planning a great time this time I think it's on December 9th and I will let you guys know about that I want to give a fun fact real quick Sickle Cell Disease Day is Juneteenth Wow. It was um, on this, uh, 2008, the United Nations General Assembly adopted this resolution that recognizes sickle cell as a public health problem and one of the world's foremost, ge- foremost genetic disease. So Juneteenth is sickle cell day. Oh, Juneteenth is sickle cell yes. day. Yes. Okay. So with sickle cell affecting African-American men, and I know that you being a female woman over this how do we bridge the gap between you and this men's room? Can we get a male educator that can go to the men's room with Sean Tory and Sylvester and talk about sickle cell? Because we don't know who's suffering right. from it. You know, as you, as they were talking, I was, I was thinking the same thing, how to get our men involved in this. And, I, you know, a lot of them are shy. I do. I met one young man who is really ready to talk about it. So I'm going to start with him. I'm okay. going to see if I can get him to come out and maybe encourage others to come as well. No, I think uh, even with Sylvester and I, because the cool thing about circles, what people don't know, because they hear restorative justice circles and they circle, they really don't understand. There's eight, there's nine different types of circles. Restorative circles is just one of them, mm-hmm. right? And the circles that we normally do, 
is community building circles and talking circles where we talk we have different topics and we really pour into we 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 we're vulnerable and not only that we come with solutions and we connect people on how to to deal with it because sometimes people come there and they're lost on how to interact with how to how to deal with their situation or what they're going through um and that that would be a perfect time to talk about that because we haven't i don't think we had we haven't we haven't talked about um a disease like a, a actual chronic disease like sickle cell yet mm-hmm. i don't think we have, we've had one we talked about mental health and health before mm-hmm. but we haven't talked about sickle cell and what other so health cool. topics do you all talk about so primarily one of the biggest topics we've had is primarily just mental health mental health because um, okay. one Depression. of the, as you already know black men Anxiety. don't really have conversations in that mm-hmm. way yeah. um, and I will say this one feedback that we've gotten and it's important to understand what all good things do have some feedback yeah, that you have to take feedback. back yep, yep. is we talk we have a discussion but there's little things that we do outside of that to kind of further what we discuss in that mm-hmm. meeting so as you already brought up one opportunity for us could be we can have someone come in give that subject matter expert because again it's a lot, a lot of opinions right but then now say hey on this day we will come out in full force as black men to support X, Y, and Z, I think that will help one of the feedback that we've gotten. Can't yeah. just have a conversation. Let's just now do something outside of that circle. Right. Yeah, and that's yes. it. And that's been the biggest part because for us to get to this point, we had to build the trust. Like there was, we had to build a community for black men to trust what what was happening yes. to then take action. Because there's a lot of folks who they they're quick to be like, oh man, great, I'm all fired up. Now let's get to action. They're like, oh, slow down. Like, <laughs> slow down. Let's get the, let's 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 crawl before we walk now. Right. And now we're at that point where it's like, all right, let's now take start taking that the steps, right? Yeah. Now that we have this community, let's let's move forward. And that's that's exactly what we what we were talking about because we were beating around our, our heads at first because we didn't expect to be here this far. Right. Yeah. So now we're now we're taking those proper steps to do this exactly this so well, look hey, at that brought- look at you look at you <laughs> making this thing happen You're so <laughs> you brought up a key word um that we use a lot in public health that african-americans and minority public health educators like myself and will uh tell other stakeholders that they need which is trust oh they we need to use it in and especially government too because you know i work i work for the city and one of the biggest things because folks know me in the community but since when i come to the city it was hesitation people trust me trust you they trust me but the agency is like nothing personal but it's like listen you gotta you have to build that trust with people and what does that look like and that's the same thing i would agree right and so seeing you out in the how do we build trust is my question how did you build the trust for the men's room how do you build trust in the sickle cell community to show that you're an educator but you're also there for them um how do we do that because it's it's a hard thing to do right Consistency is one. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Consistency is one. And, and I'll say the second is keeping promises, right? So yes. when we say whatever happens in a room, stays, stays in the room. room. We kept And that. if I'm seeing you in public, and I know you shared a personal situation in that circle, I'm not bringing that We're up. I'm not bringing it up. I'm not having it. I'm not even going to say, hey, brother, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm going to pull you to the side and have that discussion. So mm-hmm. I think it's that consistent to what Sean kind of mentioned, but also keeping that promise at the end of the day. That's so important. Um, when I teach community health worker classes, that's the first thing I start with is what goes on in this room stays, stays in this room, even though it's a training class for eight weeks. Right. And we talk about all the things of public health and how they can go out and be advocates. Right. Um, for people in different communities. Um, that's the first thing we talk about, because so many things get discovered and talked about in that room, even though we're in there for training. 
people share once they feel like they trust you. And of course, I have to build that trust as an instructor. But then once they feel like, okay, she's cool. (laughs) She's talking Mm -hmm. about some things that I can relate to. Then all the stuff starts coming out. People's health conditions, people's um, what happened to someone's parents or whatever, you know, and people just share. And that's one thing that I say is that you have to have trust within this room so that you can go out and then be that advocate for someone else because no one will let you be. No one will let you advocate in their community if they don't trust you. Yep, exactly. That's true. And so it's just so important. So I appreciate you bringing up that word. It just like kind of triggered. No, I have to, <laughs> yeah, no, that that is such a critical topic. And in in health in general, we've had a lot of issues with trust going back. I mean, we we were virtual because of a pandemic. We couldn't do this show in person, and people were afraid of the vaccine because of the history of medical care in our country. Mm-hmm. So Pam, I want to go back to you. How does one know? If they actually have sickle cell, who can they go to to find that out? You know, there is a now the children when they're born are tested for sickle cell. So there's this newborn screening. So you find out at birth. Uh, But if you're like my daughter, who was born 44 years ago, you won't find out unless you start having symptoms. And she started at the age of one. But what you can do is talk to your doctor if you're feeling any pain or if you find out it's in your family, ask for an electrophoresis blood test, a hemoglobin electrophoresis test. For those on, on not in the room, she saw my face when I right. said, "Who?" <laughs> no, I'm glad you. I'm glad right. you said that. Yes. I'm, I'm going to the hospital tonight. Yes. Well, your well, baby. Would, I, yeah. I heard you talking that yeah. your your wife is. Yeah, she's pretty. Well, yeah, we're, yes. we're, you know, she's due tomorrow, but we get induced okay. tonight. So, so you're gonna right. ask for that test to be done? Yeah, yeah no, yeah, 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 yeah. I need to make sure we good. It's gonna be that's automatically. Good. The baby will automatically be tested. Now, oh, see, that's good. Miss Pam, any laws have to go into effect for that to happen? Because we know yeah. that they don't just automatically yes. test for stuff. I think that was back maybe in 1980. That it was that that came so that about. Passed. Okay, yes, back in nineteen eighty. Okay, yes, that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, absolutely. So that's that's automatic. That's good to know. Yeah, I know that. The Healthier Tomorrow program is brought to you by the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the Southern Nevada Health District. Being active has so many benefits. It can boost mood, sharpen focus, reduce stress help reduce chronic disease, and even improve your sleep. How can you increase your physical activity throughout the day? Visit GetHealthyClarkCounty.org for tips on how you can be more physically active and learn more about the Move Your Way Summer Campaign. That was my segue, y'all, into the next question. (laughs) What are you doing, and what are some resources that you would recommend to stay healthy or to get healthy? Well, if I may, I'm going to take this opportunity to mention an event that the men's room is actually going to be supporting. And it's actually coming up on Thursday, June 29th. And I'm going to answer your question. It's called Shop Talk, Real Talk, Real Men, Self-Care is Healthcare. Um, that is going to be, and it's partnered with the <clears throat> Southern Nevada Health District as well, the Business Health Outreach Project, Dr. Sheldon Jacobs, with the 100 Black Men, and the men's room. Mm-hmm. So this is an avenue where you're going to have, obviously, barbers, the general public is invited as well to essentially attend and have discussion about healthcare. You're going to have some health specialists there as well. Um, so really anything to your point of resources, this would be one thing that's upcoming this month and in the month. And for a little more details, it's going to be a five-star barbershop from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Of course, a social mixer from 5 to 6 p.m. And that, for any more information on that, please reach out to Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y-A at snhd.org. Now, Sylvester, when I when I talked about that earlier, why you ain't tell me all that? 
Man, we a wealth of knowledge, brother. You <laughs> <laughs> come back. You come back. You come back. You know, we, there's so much going on in our mind. Cool. Cool. No, that's fantastic. And and uh, Dr. Sheldon is is a phenomenal, phenomenal human, and an incredible resource. So thank you for for sharing that. Is there anything that your um, organization is doing this summer, Ms. Pam? I know you mentioned those two events. Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, it's not this summer, but it's, it will be in September. We are, we are launching a, an exercise class for our sickle cell patients because a lot of them don't get out. And we, we know that um, even stretching will help in this area. So we are doing it for the month of September, which is sickle cell month. So we will be doing that in September. And I just want to say that we do have a support group that's every month is every fourth Saturday. Right now it is um, on Zoom and we talk about nutrition and exercise. We also talk about mental health. We talk about the new curatives for sickle cell and um, pain management alternatives. Now personally for yourself, what do you do during the summer campaign to just get healthy. Do you walk every morning? Do you hike? Do you jog? Do you do anything? That's She's embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting me on the spot here. Uh, it could even be eating healthy. Well, I do try to eat healthy, and I am going to do better in my walking <laughs> and hiking and all of that. But, you know, here it is again. We talk to our patients about it, and we're encouraging them. And in the meantime, I have to encourage myself right. because I may not have sickle cell. I do have the trait. That's how my children ended up. I have the SC trait, the C trait, and my husband has the S trait. And we didn't know that at the Mm. time. And then I wasn't, you know, anyway, that's another story. You have to have me come on again when we're talking about menopause and and having Mm. babies late in life. (laughs) That's what we got caught up in. We are coming to the end of our time together, but Elisa, you got a couple events you wanted to make sure the audience knows about. I do. As we talk about health, um, there's an event called Healing to Health that happens every single year. Uh, Solutions of Change, Ms. uh, Denisha Mingo. Uh, Shout out to her for bringing this uh, mental health event to the community every single year for the last five years. This uh, particular year, it will be Saturday, July 15th. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that will be at the Culinary Academy of Las Vegas. And you can register at solutionsofchange.org. Another event um, is a Women's Wellness Empowerment Summit that the Nevada Health Centers uh, is putting on. And myself and a couple other women have been helping them for the last couple months put this together. We thought it was really important to empower women, not just discuss health, but educate them and bring awareness to things. But that is empowerment, right? When you know better, you do better, hopefully. <laughs> and this event will be on June 24th, Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that will also be at uh, the Culinary Arts. Um, and that is Nevada Partners for those that don't know where the Culinary Arts are, is. Yeah, so we've got a lot going on in our community, a lot of ways to stay engaged and get healthy. When we uh, first got to the studio, Sean, you asked me, are you sleeping? Sleep is important, y'all. Get your rest. Get your rest, man. Take yes. your time. And what was I doing? Sending emails at, at 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's all right. Are. We're not going to hold you. You good because that's, that's when I get up <laughs> okay. and go and I get ready for the workout. Oh, okay. So, good. And you good. go. So I, I want to thank you all for like, tuning in to <laughs> this month's broadcast. As always, we want to remind you that health is wealth. This is A Healthier Tomorrow. I'm your host, Will Rucker and Alisa Howard. We are so grateful that you tune in. And as I remind you each and every month, you are not just a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And what you do matters. So live compassionately. We'll see you next time.